Hey guys, this is Tara Ackaway, the chic publicist. And I'm Dr. Cheryl Robinson, the sassy writer. And this is what you get when two powerful and might I add influential women get together to chat on a Tuesday morning. Real talk. So how many times a day have you said to yourself or to a client, um, no, that's not how it works. Tara and I found ourselves texting each other all the ridiculousness with the hashtag, um, no, all the time. Because we just don't understand how so many people don't understand the unspoken rules of media. So we wanted to come together, create this podcast, hopefully inspire others not to get the um, no, but to get the hell yeah. Good morning, sunshine. How are you doing? I am doing the lovely. The weather finally cooled down a little bit, so I'm happy. How about you? Yeah, yeah same here. Same here. I am so excited. Episode eight is happening now. Everybody, what is going on? Like they're going to answer. I know. <laughs> we'll just pretend that they answer. Um, yeah. Believe it's episode eight already. Like we've come so far. I'm really excited about it. And the feedback that I've been getting, you know, it's a mixture of people that are listening in, which is really cool. It's a mix of clients. It's a mix of friends. It's a mix of colleagues, peers, mentors. Um, That's what's been really interesting. I know you and I talked a little bit about that uh, the other day. So I know you're super pumped about it as well. I am. And I really... It's so important for people to understand the info that we're giving them. Like, we're not trying to be snooty. We're actually trying to help you so that you can get further along in the process quicker than if you start making all these mistakes, you're never going to be featured anywhere. So we're just really trying to help people in their publicity process. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, I know that people have been sending in questions, and we've been trying to figure out a way to kind of tackle all of the topics. So we are definitely going to get to everything that you guys are sending us. But please be patient, because we're only recording once a week. And we only have so much time, but uh, we (laughs) will be announcing some fun Instagram and Facebook lives that are going to be coming out. Yeah, I'm so excited. Me too. Me too. It's such a fun thing to do because you really get to interact with one another um, in the moment. It's live. So I'm all about that kind of stuff. Yeah. All right. So Tara, what are we talking about today? Today, we're going to be talking about the importance of local media and building your portfolio so that you can get to a place as a business or a brand where you're going to those top tier agencies or even better, those top tier agencies are coming to find you. All right. So this is um, really important. We're talking about local press. I think so many people underestimate and overlook the importance of local press and There might be a little bit of a stigma there that local press means nothing, but on the contrary, it means everything. 
And from a writer's point of view, the more local press you have, the better the chances of you being in a top tier media publication. So Tara, with your clients who I know you have a range of clients from celebrities to startups. So how do you manage expectations? And when they're like, I just want to get in the New York Times, Forbes, Good Morning America, et cetera. How do you manage their expectations with, okay, we have to start local before we can go national? Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Everybody starts at the same place. And you have to be very transparent when you're having these kinds of conversations with your clients. Um, so, of course, there are exceptions to every rule. And there have been times where, you know, we've had a client and something has gone viral or something was super trendy and maybe it did get picked up by like a GMA or something like that. But for the most part, it doesn't matter really what level you're at. And this is interesting. This is something that people need to understand. Whether you're a celebrity or not, whether you're a Fortune 500 company or not, you can never underestimate the power of your local news stations, of your local journalists, your local papers, because the more platforms you can get awareness on and generate buzz for your brand or your business, the better. You're going to be reaching more people. So you should never have that, that mentality, that mindset of, oh, that's just the local paper or, oh, that's just a local TV station because it's all a part of these building blocks to get you to that next level. And even if you're at that next level, you should never turn down an opportunity to share your story because everyone's got a target audience and you're going to get the chance to share your story with more and more people. Yeah, and especially uh, with the local press, if you are a celebrity, you are reconnecting with your roots, where you grew up, where you went to school, and you're going to find yeah. that you're going to gain so many more followers because they say, hey, you came, you know, you went to our high school. This is so cool. Or we, you know, we grew up down the street together. So local press is so important. And from a writer's point of view, when we get a pitch, and you literally just start out, and I mean literally like in a month you start your company, that's very hard at the top media publications to get that through, to get that pitch through to the editor saying, this is why this person needs to be in here because the established and global recognized platforms, they want those Fortune 500 companies. They want those celebrities. And that's where they build their content off of. So when you're just starting out, having that local press and that coverage, you're growing your following that way. You're growing the views. So then as uh, a freelance writer or you know, just writer in general, to go to the editor and say, listen, they're getting all this local press. They're about to blow up. We need to jump on this now. It's a much easier sell from the writer's point of view than just saying, oh, they've been nowhere. So which means who cares about you? Literally, <laughs> that's what it means. Because why should my editor uh, take interest in something that no one else has taken interest in? So by having those local coverage, 
it's showing that people care, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. And and two other points I'm thinking about as you're saying all this. The first is that you need to build your credibility. And again, it depends yes. on the client or the person or, or, or the service or what it is that's getting pushed out through media, but you need to build your credibility. And sometimes it's as simple as going, you know, and being part of, you know, a two minute segment or a 30 second segment that airs on your local TV station. Cause now you have the opportunity to put on your website or share on your social media platforms that you were featured on X, Y, and Z. And it's instant recognition. People instantly yep. know what it is. And you're also going to now be appearing in Google searches and all types of things that you might not be thinking about, right? That's the first thing. The second thing to think about is that this is practice. I always say this, uh, right? Yes, never, ever, yes. ever. Yeah, never turn down anything local, especially if it's TV or radio or anything fun like that, because that is building up to that next level. That becomes a part of your media kit. That becomes a part of a reel or yep. a demo. That becomes a part of a pitch that I put out into the universe. It's building you up. And to go off of that, too, I'd just like to say that people are always in a rush sometimes, right? And sometimes building, building that credibility takes time, and it should take time. And so it doesn't matter if you've been in business for, you know, six months, one year. You could be in business for three years, for example, and I'm just using that number. But if you're a local-based organization or personality or something like that, just because you don't have national attention doesn't mean you're not killing the game. You know what I mean? Right. Success is defined in a lot of different ways. And so just because you're not on Good Morning America or in the New York Times, and we're using those as examples because those are big names that people always throw out there, that doesn't mean that you are not doing amazing and continuing to build and grow. And that's the thing. As long as you can say to yourself that you're continuing to grow and you're not going backwards and you're moving forwards, that is the track you need to focus on. Don't get caught up in what everybody else is doing because that's just a nightmare. Yeah, and you know, also from a writing perspective, as a writer, you don't just go from, hey, I want to be a writer to then writing for the New York Times. I, I have the column at Forbes Women and I'm a regular contributor, but I didn't start there. I started with my local <laughs> press in high school. Right. I started writing for the town newspaper. Then the town newspaper turned and then in college it turned into getting published on different blogs, doing guest posts for different blogs, um, writing for sports business journal publications. So I gradually started building up my portfolio. And two, if there are any writers listening, don't think that you could just, oh, yeah, I would love to have a column at Forbes. It doesn't happen that way. So even as writers, we have to think about our local press, too. And I think that's the easiest point of entry for both clients and for writers. Because, one, you can really develop connections at that local level. And then they know people elsewhere. So when you're get in at the lower level, then they can also help you advance. Tara, what I want to ask you was, from a publicist point of view, 
How important is it for you, for publicists, to develop relationships on the local level? Like I feel for clients, that should be one of their first questions to ask is, do you have connections at the local level? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, here's the thing, too, as as you were sharing more about like your journey to becoming, you know, a really well-known writer, I'm thinking the same thing in my mind. I come from a reality TV background, but regardless of that, I still work with so many local, local, local small businesses. I'm talking about your local coffee shop on the corner. And then, you know, flip the switch. And an hour later, I'm talking to the executive or CEO of a Fortune 500 company. So to me, like, I don't discriminate either. I want to help everybody get their message out there. I'm not at that level where you know, I could turn around and say, I'm only going to work with X, Y, and Z, but I, I will never do that. That's, that's how I've been from the beginning. And so to answer your question about, you know, the importance of that local level and developing relationships, it is so important to have relationships as a PR person, not just with those bigger mega platforms, but really with those local guys as well. Because again, especially when you're working with such a diverse array of clientele, you need to service everyone. Everyone deserves a chance to tell their story. And the only way you're going to give them a chance to tell their story is if you develop and have real relationships with so many different types and forms of media. Because the people that you're servicing are coming from a bunch of different industries. And you yeah. never know what's going to make sense for who. So we talk about the importance of building meaningful relationships all the time on on this podcast and it's never going to die down it's never going to be a topic that's not important it's something that people need to work on consistently because guess what building a relationship takes time it doesn't just happen in a month it doesn't just happen in a couple months sometimes it could take years and that's why having contacts that are meaningful and actually genuine that you can call up your contact at the local news station or call up your journalist in, in New York for, you know, maybe like a medium level publication or call up someone that's super high profile. Like you need to be able to have that diversity if you're a publicist, especially when you're servicing, um, again, a multitude of, of different types of, of businesses. So yeah, yeah, I continue to build those relationships. Yeah. And Ever since COVID happened, and really within the past month and a half, I've been receiving up to 300 pitches a week, a week. And within those pitches, I receive some pitches that say, hey, we're about to launch or we want to launch. And you really have to understand the landscape that, yeah, it doesn't matter where you start. But you have to have, as Tara said, the credibility. And getting that credibility starts at the local level. So then when I ask for the press kit and in there I see, oh, they've been in 20 publications already. It doesn't matter if it's local. It shows that credibility. And I really want to drive that home. It shows that people actually are looking at what you're doing. And that, again, is an easy sell. It's just not the publicists that have to sell the pitch. It's then the writers that have to sell the pitch to the editors, too. So we need all of that information to make our pitch credible. Yeah, that's a great point, because I don't think people really understand a lot of times 
how it works and the process. And it's not, you know, we could have a million contacts. I could have a million writers that I am on very good terms with. And I am, and it's true. But guess what? That doesn't always matter. It, at the end of the day, it's not only you selling it to your colleague or your management or your editor. It's, it's the client selling themselves. Because guess what? If you interview them, and it is not what I set it up to be. You know, it's like you feel like you're talking to a completely different person. The facts aren't lining up. The personality is not lining up. You don't have to publish that interview. And and that, right. these are important things that we need to be thinking about. Also, it's funny because I thought about this. It's kind of like applying for a job, right? Like if they're asking for specific qualifications, you can't just like, I cannot become a brain surgeon tomorrow and be like, well, you know what? I really want to do this and uh, I'm going to work hard. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's kind of the same thing. You can't be, you know, at that entry level and trying to jump forward and become, you know, CFO. It, it just, it's not how it works. Um, no. So <laughs> it's just, it is what it is. And we have to, I think if we give, you know, funny examples like this, it kind of connects the dots a little bit more, but I'm, you know, we're having this conversation and these are the things, real things I'm thinking about. And I'm like, yeah, it just has to make sense. Yeah. And so there was this one, uh, PR firm that I used to work with and used to, there's a reason for that. Um, they sent me this pitch. It sounded really good. And I agreed to interview the client. And as I'm talking to the client, one of my questions was, oh, so why did you decide to go from X to now becoming a doctor? And she goes, I'm not a doctor. And the whole reason oh I accepted the pitch was because it said she was a doctor. And I said, well, your pitch <laughs> says that you're a doctor. And she went, oh my God, no, I can't believe they're putting that out there. And from there, when I started doing the story, like, because, you know, it was a specific angle. So taking the doctor out of it made no sense for me to write about it. And wow. That, yeah. And for that, in my head, I said, well, she would be good at local level press right now because of what she was doing. She just wasn't quite there yet for national. And I said, you might want to reconsider getting a new publicist because that that's such a huge fact to get wrong. And yeah. I understand like, okay, you want to fluff it up because you want the national publications to take notice. But when you lie like that, and I no longer work with that firm, because now yeah. anything that they send me, I'm like, well, is this real? <laughs> because yeah. I, I don't trust them. You can't fluff it up. Like there's a way to say things that can make them sound better, but you can't lie. Like right. you, you cannot lie. If you're lying, you're, you're just doing it all wrong. I just don't even know <laughs> what to say. You should just give up right now because that's just really going to blow up in your face. That's not cool. It is I, so I uncool. I, I can't tell you how many times like I've been lied to. And even there was one company, they made it sound that the company had already launched. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And when I went, I was like, oh, this sounds really cool. And I went to the website. They haven't even launched yet. 
And I was like, time out, time out. Why am I getting this pitch? Like, it, it sounded like they've been in business for about five years. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> they didn't yeah. even launch. So it, it's just so crazy. But stuff like that, that's local press. And just, it's okay to be on local press. It's great to be on local press. But when you lie, like, I, I, I don't want to work with them anymore. I don't blame you. That's ridiculous. Also, this just made me think of this. Um, when you're talking about local press and a local angle, it's got to be a local angle. Now, that sounds obvious, right? But, like, you would be surprised how many people can assume like, for example, that they can be on uh, news 12, New Jersey when what they're doing has nothing to do with <laughs> New Jersey residents. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and they, and they, and they might think that because we have connections there or they've seen placements that we've done there, you know, they reach out to us that we get this all the time. We'll get these calls and they're based wherever they're based. And they, they're, they're particularly interested in like news 12, New Jersey and like going down that route. And it's kind of like, but wait a second, you're not in New Jersey and you're not doing anything to better New Jersey. So why do you want to be on news 12, New Jersey? Jersey, so, Right. You know, just thinking about how can you, Honestly, make it a local tie. Like it's got to be local. News Twelve New Jersey is not interested in lying. They are. They are going to do their fact checking. Okay. They are never going to put anything out there that they honestly believe is not news. News Twelve worthy. It's just not going to happen. So right. and. And we're not saying that just hit up every single publication. Like Tyra said, it has to make sense. And yeah. that's where it goes to taking the time, being patient. I was just on a panel yesterday and everyone just spoke about patience. You know, we're in a world right now. It's got to happen right now. It's got to happen right now. It has to happen yesterday. But in reality, that's not how it works. Um, no. <laughs> so you have to give it time, especially, like I said, I'm getting 300 pitches now a week. I am yeah. not going to see your pitch and follow up with me 12 hours later. That's not how that works. So just don't throw, just don't hit up everybody. Just don't throw everything at everybody at once. Make sure it makes sense. Have a strategic plan so that you are getting in the local press. Because then once you do that, then you create the strategic plan to get national coverage. So there's a methodology between, behind everything. Yeah, I think that's a great point. And, and it made me think of something else, too. And I only know this, obviously, from working in PR. But something I see colleagues do um, or friends of friends that I went to school with that are now working in this industry, whatever you want to call them, I can see them sometimes, their agencies, maybe taking on work that they shouldn't. And the reason mm -hmm. I say that is because they're setting their client up to fail because they're giving unrealistic expectations. So for example, if it's something that is about to launch, they need to get started on some kind of plan, formula. They need to know how they're going to execute this launch, right? 
And that takes time. And it depends on the industry or, or really what we're trying to generate in terms of buzz. But it takes time. You need a real formula, like you said. And a lot of times, the people that are going to do the launch, like the actual, like the person that would be the client, might not realize that. And so they might seek PR help when it's a little too late. And instead of discussing the reality of expectations, if it is too late or, or really kind of sharing with them, okay, these are your odds or whatnot, some agencies will just take on the client anyway because they see dollar signs mm-hmm. and there's a miscommunication. And that's why they rush and you're getting, you know, this isn't for everyone, but in general, like that's why you're getting so many pitches because they're so desperately trying to now get this placement to prove that they can make something happen when they didn't plan it out accordingly. And that's why people blind pitch. I really believe that because there's no strategy behind it. Well, yeah, I, I got this past week, I received an email. And I just, again, I didn't have time. I didn't open it right away. They email me back less than 12 hours and then put, please respond ASAP. Or no, they didn't even put please. They just put respond ASAP. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Wow. No. And then they stalk me on Instagram. And I'm like, well, if you're going to stalk me on Instagram, at least follow me, right? Like go try and <laughs> slide into my DM without following me. I, I, I like the love. I like to grow my followers. So yeah, I, I just, and guess what? I did not respond at all because- Well, I don't come, blame you. Come on, you know, that's, that's just so inappropriate. But too, in the back of my mind, I'm like, they promised something that they cannot yeah. deliver on. That's exactly what it is. People, I- you know, I see it happen time and time again. I've, I've even had uh, friends in the industry reach out to me and they kind of overpromised and they were on a very tight deadline and it was like, can you help us make something happen? And if it makes sense and I believe in it, then of course, you know, I'm always someone that's willing to help. But a lot of times it's just like, no, you've honestly just gotten yourself in a really, really bad spot and I want nothing to do with it. <laughs> Just because realistically, you know, there's only so much you can do. And again, just because we have contacts, just because I have contacts, doesn't mean I'm going to jeopardize them by, you know, kind of hooking them up with someone and saying, hey, can you help this person out? It doesn't work that way. That's what people don't understand. It needs to always make sense. If something makes sense and I reach out and I I still have to pitch, you know, it's still a very professional relationship. It's not like I pick up the phone and I can get anything I want on GMA. It just doesn't work that way. But <laughs> right. That's what people, that's why you need to listen to this podcast. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> yes. 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 Tara, Man. I think we should teach a course that all publicists have to go through before they can call themselves a publicist. Oh man, I know. I would Ooh, love we should to start our course. own certification program. Hey. Listen, and all, with all this time we have, right? Yeah. <laughs> we'll call it the um no certification. <laughs> Can you imagine? What are your certifications? Well, I have the um no. No. <laughs> People would be like, what? Yep. I love it. It's yeah. great. 
Well, Tara, here's to another productive week ahead of us. What do you say? I love it. Let's do it. That's what yeah. I say. Let's do yeah. it. Don't look back. Just go forward. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for joining us on episode eight of Um. No, that's not how it works. We look forward to being with you next week for episode nine. Amen. <laughs> Have a good week. Bye. Thanks for hanging out with us. Until next time, keep it chic and sassy.